Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 28 of the Chat Marketing Podcast. As always, it's great to have your company, or if you're new here and this is your first episode, welcome. It's great to have you. And if you're wondering what we chat about here, well, we interview chatbot marketing experts and digital marketing experts from all around the globe. And we've got one of those said experts on today's podcast. His name is Rukathol of Bots for E-Commerce. And I mentioned this in the interview, but he has... Rukka has unknowingly kept me company, often late into the evening. Um, not not in in that way. That doesn't sound great, was does it? But he uh, he often keeps me company when I'm searching for a solution on inserting some code and tracking into websites from chatbots so I can put a value on the bot. I've done it with a number of clients, but I've now gotten to the habit where I have his YouTube video bookmarked because it's one of my go-to resources is he is the e-commerce chatbot guy and he has a lot of great resources out there. Today's chat is really interesting because I never know what avenue we're going to go down in a lot of these different interviews and I purposely keep it open but I had an inkling that maybe we were going to go down the route of maybe talking about how people can, particularly e-commerce store owners, can you know make the most of sales and recoup lost customers with chatbots. But we actually spend most of the time talking about how to set the groundwork to make sure that those tactics can even be successful. So you're going to get a lot out of this chat. Let's get into it. It's Rukka Thol or Tole, if I wanted to pronounce it properly without my harsh Australian accent. Uh, anyway, here's Rukka. Enjoy the interview. Rukka, welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm um, I'm looking forward to chatting to you about particularly something a lot of people always ask me about when it comes to to chatbots and um, a lot of people initially think that they're there as kind of that virtual assistant and asking frequently asked questions, which of course is a key part of it as well. But chatbots are becoming a real money-making conversion-making machine and that's where sort of you focus a lot on um, in the e-commerce space and being able to generate some sales. Um, before we sort of get to probably where you are now, could you could you maybe give us a little bit of a background as to, I guess, how you've got to become, you know, the, the bots for e-commerce guy? That's a great question. Um, I don't have sort of – there is – it wasn't a plan. It never is. <laughs> never is. No, exactly. This is, I think, a, a classic example, a classic example of the shiny object syndrome. Um, about four is years ago, maybe three. Who knows? This little thing or little thing, this thing, many chat popped up somewhere at some point. And I was running a completely different business. I, I, I pivoted away from uh, the company I founded back then or sort of, yeah, well, in hindsight was back then sort of I was doing um, lead generation for scuba diving businesses was a brand called Book Your Dive. I was running that for the last seven years, six years. Yep. And I was pivoting towards um, media buying, Facebook marketing, all that. And at some point, somewhere, 
this thing ManyChat popped up. I knew that the the I read that the Messenger API opened up, so there was some sort of stuff coming through the grapevine. I ran into that, and I kid you not, actually that was at the time that my girlfriend got laid off from her job. It's like you know what, come 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 to the office and let's see, maybe we can sort of join the agency together and then world domination and all that, <laughs> right into the sunset and uh, and all that. And then this whole ManyChat thing popped up and was like, hey, have, you don't have a look at that. Manager thing, go figure that shit out. <laughs> and this is a true story. And sort of, I think within two hours, we got in a fight um, because, like, yo, just okay, tell me what it is. Well, I, I, I don't understand what it is. What do you mean you don't understand what it is? Let me have a look. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I sort of, I said, oh, I'll have a look, I'll have a look. And then sort of, I, I didn't understand it either, but I was intrigued about sort of the system. And I think one of the most important things that I learned then is. I didn't ever sort of, I never focused on automations in general. I was sort of whatever, so that. And I was playing around with ManyChat for a couple of days because it sort of intrigued me and and it pulled me. And this was, go figure, this was way before Flow Builder. This was, this was, but what I've learned there is what I've learned in those weeks is that my brain functions on automations or I get automations. I sort of, my brain, my left and right sort of are able to create this 360 mm. sort of thing, whatever it's called. What's the movie again? Uh, Beautiful Mind? Yep. You know, where it's sort of... Well, <laughs> like Rain Man for, for chatbots. Like Rain Man or more recently <laughs> the girl with, uh, what's it called again, with the chess? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. you know, sort of, and the funny thing is when I watch, this sounds, maybe this sounds really odd for people who don't understand this, but it's not that I sort of see stuff. I don't see dead people or anything about that. But for some reason, I'm able sort of to visualize that. And that's the, I never knew that. And from there, I just got sucked in more. I learned fairly quickly that I understood more about these, this whole new messenger bot thing than anybody else, than everybody else. In my bubble, it's the sort of, the sort of famish bubble that I'm still in, sort of with agency owners. Um, I started talking, I started advocating about messenger bots just because I was sort of excited about it. Yep. And then people started listening and like, yo, this dude, oh, it's actually pretty interesting. I started asking questions and I quickly realized that there was sort of, I had sort of, I had something there, something that other people didn't have. And then sort of started as a joke, uh, bots, we started bots and beers. This was actually on a conference in Hawaii where we were drinking beer with, with sort of my agency friends and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, bots and beers. Oh, that's actually a pretty good idea. And then I, I remember I did my first ever live on the balcony in Hawaii sort of talking about this new thing, bots and beers, and that's where it started. And then somebody coined, Yo, you're the bot father. Like, you know what? I'm going to run with that. And then sort of the whole bot father th- theme yeah. thing came. And it evolved. And then it evolved, I think, about two years ago into focusing specifically on building messenger bots for e-commerce. And that sort of then evolved in B3E. Um, sort of the, uh, what's it called? Uh, abbreviation for bots for e-commerce. And, um, yeah, that, that, that's been our folk. That's been our core focus since I think, let's say last two years now, full focus on messenger bots for e-commerce, specifically building on the ManyChat platform, leveraging the API, the ManyChat API and leveraging, uh, let's say third party APIs, whatever those may be, uh, to build actual third party integrations that are sort of custom built third party integrations 
um, and as much as possible leveraging the power of ManyChat and for now specifically for Shopify. Yeah, wow. In a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, in a nutshell. Well, it's, it's fascinating how you mentioned that how your brain just kind of it, it, it did gel together. It's probably the, the best way that someone has explained it before, but everyone sort of goes through a similar type experience when they experience chatbots before it's like a light bulb going off but uh, that meshing of your brain can you can you explore that a little bit as to why like you think your your brain was attracted to chatbots like out of all things and you said you've done you know uh, you've done some facebook advertising marketing and media buying before and some other things what was it chatbots that stuck out amongst everything do you think I don't, I don't, that's a great question. I actually never thought about that, but it, it just happened. It, it, so if you, if you look at, okay, so let's reverse engineer this. It, my brain has always been there. I mean, that wasn't new. I mean, that's, that always been, and then sort of this mini chat thing sort of popped up and it was the same time the chat fuel came up and everything, but sort of I ran into many chat. Uh, it just clicked. Hmm. It yeah. was, I think it was, it, it, it was a discovery. You, you hit something. It, it might be luck, it might be blessing, it might be a curse. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I don't know why it happened. It just happened and it clicked. And until today, not until today, up to today, it is still something that I really enjoy doing, trying to solve problems using the tools we have available, in this case, Messenger, ManyChat, APIs, Shopify, you name it. I, I really enjoy sort of thinking, kicking, kicking, sort of kicking, kicking, sort of just kicking around, just walking and thinking about, okay, we got a problem, how are we going to solve it? Or I see sort of a problem, sort of something that we can make better. We, we can automate. And then sort of I start walking, maybe walking the dog, jump on the bike, and just sort of, we're sort of fairly deep in some development of some features right now. In the last couple of days, I've just last week or something, I've just been sort of inside of sort of other state of mind, just thinking about, okay, how, what, when, and this, and that feels sort of super unproductive. But then at some point, yeah. and that sort of happened yesterday, at some point, boom, it all clicks. And then da, 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 you're able sort of to start creating the content and create, creating the purposes and, and, and you're starting fleshing it out. And then it just sort of feels like you're struck by lightning and then boom, now you start rolling it out. I hope that makes sense. This yeah. is maybe super vague, it, but. No, I think it's one of those things that people almost have to experience to, yeah. to particularly the solving problem side of things. And that's, you know, that's a, a big indication of someone that is a really talented business owner or has the ability to run their own business because they're looking at rather than, uh, you know, just, I guess, off, laying it off to someone else um, to take responsibility for, they'll jump in and they'll work it out in their own brand. And at least they could get it sorted in their own brand. Now, they might not be the, the final person that actually um, uh, pieces it all together, but they're the one that comes up with the end goal. And like you said before, you re reverse engineer it and go through the different systems and at least you put the yeah, pieces yeah. of the puzzle together. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just for the record, I am not. I'm not the technical guy by no means. I'm not the developer. So I, I, I have the luck that I work with two amazingly sort of talented developers who sort of still with me on this crazy journey for the last for the last two years. 
Um, and so it's, it's hundred percent a team effort, but in, in general, sort of, I'm on the forefront talking with sort of our agency partners and our product owner partners and just listening to them sort of, Hey, what is it that you need? What is it? How, how could sort of automations make it, make your life easier? And one of the terms I often raise, one of the terms I often use is trying to take the messenger first approach. So. Everything that business owners are doing, great. Keep it doing. At least that is sort of in terms of list building and segmentation. And all. Keep do it. Keep doing it. Um, and and but look at what we can do next to that, and then we take the messenger first approach. And when we take the messenger first approach, that's sort of how I started reverse engineering. Okay, so you're doing this. Great. You're generating leads through email. Just sort of super basic. Great. How could we use your existing sort of processes and your copy and your hooks and whatever? How could we, how could we use those assets and morph that? Or how can we take those ingredients and how can we cook up something that then takes the messenger first approach and then we can run them simultaneously? Not necessarily to, to determine which one works better or, or to decide which one should be killed or not. No, let's have them work together. Let's have them work together. It's not one, one or the other. Um, so yeah, messenger first is, is, is something that sort of, um, that I use a lot. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, and how that's now evolved into the, um, the e-commerce space. Why do you did it? Was it again, just one of those things that was sort of luck that you were sort of looking at what problems can chatbots help solve and, e-commerce e-commerce store owners were you know those people that were sort of crying out for a little bit of help did it just naturally evolve like that or did you have an existing you know sort of passion for the e-commerce space or what was it no not necessarily i wasn't this i was more in the legion space um from sort of from my back end with with scuba diving with the book your dive and generating leads and all that kind of stuff content and and uh well it was more scratching my own itch i i sort of realized that um uh, my girlfriend buys a lot of shit online. She does. Yep. And <laughs> what I noticed is that there were multiples. There were multiple scenarios where she's like, "Hey, where's my package? Oh, maybe I got scammed," and 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 that kind of stuff because she buys a crazy shit online for the dog and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> One of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know those like, websites. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I look at it. First thing I look at it. How on earth? Were you able to purchase something here? Come on, wake up. And then uh, I was looking at, okay, so what happens here is, okay, so it's all legit, da, 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 but why is this brand not, so what I see on the consumer side, I call it the, the people. So let's keep it with the people, we, the people, yeah. we, the people sort of, ex- what I saw sort of from firsthand was he got anxious Oh, maybe I guess I can work my package, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I realized, okay, why is this brand not keeping the people, their customers in the loop? Yeah. Whether it's with just an email, just basic stuff, just an email. I just started. So that's how it started. So that's sort of the spark. Yep. And then I was looking at Shopify. And again, that was more sort of Shopify first top of mind, nothing else. Uh, and then what I saw was that sort of the Shopify messenger, quote unquote, sort of messenger, native messenger tools in Shopify were so basic. Yeah. 
Because within the, and this is, this is sort of the true, the true beginning of B3E, literally what I just explained with, uh, with my girlfriend just sort of freaking out and then looking into Shopify. And then I think you have or had sort of three fields where you could configure a messenger message based on a shipping status, but only when it was fulfilled. And I was like, hmm. All right. So we can configure a message in, in native Shopify that then sends a message. And that's it. So it's a closed platform. There's an, I, I, I don't even know what happens if I reply, and that's about it. Yeah. What if, <laughs> what if, what if we can sort of create something in, in this case, ManyChat? What if we can create something that's more dynamic, flexible, all that? I hooked up with Brad. Maybe I hooked up with Brad earlier on. I don't know. I don't really know. I said, hey, Brad. Can we sort of, can we do something with this? And then sort of that was the first feature we ever developed was the option to add a call to action button to the Shopify post-purchase thank you page yep. with a ref URL that communicates with a script in the backend that allows us, B4E, to pull in data from the order to many chat contact record like order ID or blah, all kinds of stuff and actually able to send dynamic post-purchase order update messages based on the actual shipping status from the carrier. Right, yeah. yeah. So not when it's fulfilled. Totally yes, supply. it starts yeah. when it's fulfilled, but we get the data from the carrier and then actually send those order update messages. And this was when the plus one was still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> this was three sort of message tags and all that, but we, we sort of, we evolved through that and, and, and sort of that, that was sort of, and then from there, Hey, cool. That's awesome. So e-commerce, that's what it is. There are so many options. And now we built a whole freaking framework with all the bells and whistles, anything you come up with. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and how you've sort of, um, I guess gone from the, yeah, the, the basic, uh, message from Shopify, at least being able to send notifications to now you're sort of building on, well, what else can we do? Right. Like how can we, how can we, you know, recoup lost sales and generate more sales and create the, the holy grail for, for, um, e-commerce businesses obviously is to try and get as much money over the lifetime of the, uh, of the journey for that customer. So, you know, how can you keep oh, yeah, on bringing right. it back? Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I have a little bit, I have not a little bit, I have a different, I have a different opinion on that. And um, my, my vision up till today and most likely tomorrow is that we need to lead with value. A business, and this sounds super obvious, but I'll get there because it's not about sales. It's not about freaking sales. It is my vision. No, not vision. My angle with B4E has always been set up the base first. And the base with messenger marketing is a... Probably people disagree on this, so just drop a comment somewhere, reach out to me, and we'll have sort of a, have a conversation. I would love to. Um, is customer service offer yeah. pre and post purchase customer support? That has always, always been our key core focus, key and core focus. Build solutions to enable product owners to offer pre and post purchase, valuable, relevant, timely 
pre and post purchase customer support through Messenger. Period. Yep. That. Because I truly believe that when a product owner shop, and that could be managed by an agency, don't get me wrong. But if a product owner, because in the end, that's where that's where we the people shop. If a product owner, let me take it one step back. You sell a product, Daniel. Great. There are thousands of other shops out there that sell exactly the same product, maybe for even a lower price. Yeah. Now, why would I come back to you to buy that product or a similar product in the range? Why would I come back to you? Maybe because you have the lowest price. Could be. That could be mm. a strategy. We can talk about that. But I, the more obvious reason why I would come back to you is because the whole purchase journey just made sense. I come back to you because you gave me the option to chat with you when I was sort of in my shopping experience on your site. And I could ask you a question through the chat. Say, hey, Daniel, will this be, uh, will this be delivered then and then? Or uh, does it have batteries included? Fuck yeah. knows what. Yeah. Yeah? And it doesn't have to be AI powered or whatever. Just being able to give the people, the consumer, the option to take away friction in their process will enable you, the brand will, you, you, the brand would just create a better experience, period. And that's, that's what my focus has always been on. Um, so it's always been on how do we design main menus, welcome messages. There's just a simple structure behind that. So we focus on building processes behind that. Then on top of that, we started thinking, okay, well, great. Now we have sort of the pre and post purchase flows. Uh, we work a little bit with AI and well, we're not going to get into that because that is sort yeah. of the cherry on. It's cherry on top. It's yeah, scenarios could be cherry cake, but it's not, it's not that if you don't have it, shit doesn't work. I mean, it's, 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 it's a nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we start looking, okay, great. Now when, when we are able to sort of get into conversations with these people, what can we do to actually gen aggregate more data from, from these consumers? And if we, the business are able to get more data, then we are able to be more relevant to them. And then you start looking at little quizzes, mm. little list building flows, just simple, basic stuff. And this is, all setting the base for for sales later on. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it's it's so you're not even really like the first thing. If I if I'm trying to understand it, you you actually focus more on let's create a better experience for the people coming to the bot first, and then we'll worry about the trying to convert them and resale and up cross sell and resell and all those types of things at the end. 100%. 100%. The whole thing is, is it is it's chat, whether it's through SMS, whether it's through messenger, whether it's through uh, Instagram, whatever should be a, 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 a pillar in every business. It shouldn't just be sort of another sales channel. No, no, by no means. Well, Good luck, do it. Yeah, but it's and, and there's no right or wrong. This is just how I approach this. It should be 
in my opinion, how I advocate it and how we teach it and whatever is it should be weaved in, in, in the core of the business. We, the people expect to be able to chat with the business 24 seven. Great. If I, the people, have the consumer, am able to chat with the business and are able to get a relevant and timely response, whether it's automated or personal, then there's a fair chance I'll come back to you as a business to purchase and purchase again. If you are able to, to dial that in and get that on autopilot, then you have a solid base where you can build upon and start aggregating more data from those people who actually start chatting with you and then you can start building lists and you can start doing sort of giveaways and contests and all that kind of stuff. And because you've earned the right to ask more and you build trust and that will go a long way in, in, in conversion rates in your bots and conversion rates is not necessarily selling, but also completion rates of, 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 yeah. uh, of quizzes and focus on systems to send that data to a lot of my clients. We work with Clavio. Send that data to Clavio. Send, build solid structures for custom fields so you're able to extract that data from the bot to be able to create more relevant marketing campaigns. Yeah. And now you start selling. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I I think... um, it's interesting that you say that by getting that base uh, level properly then helps conversion rates at the other end, which is something, you know, when we had CEO of ManyChat, Mike Yan on, he says, like, every every interaction that someone has in a conversation is closer to the point of having a sale and it increases the conversion rates. 100%. So you, 100%. you're using that methodology to effectively, you know, make it easier for that um, that business owner on the other end. But it makes sense. And it's not me that I'm saying. Look, the data is out there. The number of papers and research by small and big companies, you name them, the big, the big fives and the, I don't know what, it's all there. We, the people, here's again, expect to be able to chat with the business. Great. Why, when we know that, Without sort of sticking too long on this topic, but why, when we know that, yeah, when we know that, mm. why would we then only use chat, mm. use it as another broadcast channel? Why? That, yeah. That's sort of my philosophy. Um, that said, with all the, with the flexibility and all the tools that we have available within ManyChat and Messenger, um, yes. We should, we should build on top of that base. We should build sort of, we should sort of build a pyramid. Yeah. So we're getting on top. So we're, we're yeah. narrowing the point and then sort of in the top, that is where your, at least how we, how we do it. Uh, that's where sort of the, the revenue driving flows live. Yeah. So one thing actually I was planning to do it yesterday, but it's going to be today mm-hmm. is just where sort of we developed, uh, and this is two years down the line, two years. Really? Wow. We're now, de- we developed, so one is approved and the other one is going to be submitted today, Shopify apps mm. that work with our, our, our messenger bot frameworks that uh, allow 
you one, and this sounds super sort of trivial, sort of generate coupon codes. You're able to create a coupon code in ManyChat and then generate it in Shopify. And it is different than the native Shopify coupon code generator. It's it's significantly different. Different, and with that, we developed a, an abandoned cart feature, which is also significantly different than the native ManyChat abandoned cart feature. It is, yeah. it is, it is. It's built with a messenger first approach. Now, I'm flying through this, but it's it, in, in, the, in a sense, it's a big thing because it is the cherry on the cake, the cherry on the base that we've developed. Throughout the throughout throughout the last two years, and now everything is coming together. Because now, when people go through our system, they build up the base, they set up their welcomes message, their main menu, they're setting up their website custom audiences, they got little quizzes, they know how custom fields work, they connect with Clavio. We're sending the ManyChat ID to Clavio, so if something happens in Clavio, we're able to find the data back, step by step by step. And now, when when they're sort of close to what we call sprint number four, boom, all there. And then we're going to add, okay, this is how we're going to use ads. We can use ads. We can create audiences based on these 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 uh, segments we already created. We can start pushing coupon codes if you wish. If then we deliver a coupon code, they click this link, they go to the site, we can trigger the abandoned cart stuff. <laughs> da, 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 da. And now we're full circle. Yeah, that's... um. Uh, that's really fascinating to see that you've gone and built on top of what is natively there. Cause you're right. It is, uh, there is some native integrations between ManyChat and Shopify. Um, but they are limited somewhat for the business owners out there and probably some of the flexibility that you would see and that, that really e-commerce store owners want. What are some of those things? Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, a couple of the features that you know, you're really proud of that you've been able to develop in and, and put into the app for um, store owners to be able to access? Well, a couple of things. And, and sort of if we, if we, if we take it, if we sort of, if we look at the, if we look at the cycle, if we look at a, a customer journey, because that's, that's what, that's sort of my, how I look at this. I want to able, I want to, and I want to enable a store owner, an agency, whatever, a product, <clears throat> sorry, let's say product owner. I want to enable a product owner to enhance the customer journey from pre-purchase to post-purchase. And if an agency handles that for them, all good. So first thing would be, well, I'm definitely still 100% proud of the, the fact that we are able sort of to, to, uh, to render those post-purchase uh, order updates because those are super valuable. Yeah. Um, and with that, what we see sort of in the wake of that feature, uh, the messenger bot, the bot is able to do order lookups. And why is that important? Because the majority of questions shop owners get is where's my order? Where's my order? It's such a simple thing, it's, isn't it? That some, so thing. many people just don't have on their store. Still blows no, my mind. Like I said, exactly. where's my order? Exactly. And then it comes, uh, you see, and that, and then it comes back to sort of the base again, because if that is, if, if a consumer is able to engage with the customer chat on the website and is able to click a button or ask a question in regards to an order update, and then the bot is able to respond to that, that is saving these product. Only that is saving these product owners. I don't know, anywhere between 10 minutes a day to an hour a day. Yeah. And that comes up. Doesn't it? Yeah. 
it does. <laughs> and then, and then, kind of, I had I had a, a call last week with uh, with Pamela, and it's like, is she like, yeah, love the pot, you know? I'm just sort of people are reaching out, and yes, it's it's it's, it's more work than I expected. Yes, because you need to be there, but it's also sort of enabling me to learn more about my customers. And what she said, and that made me proud, was I know. We're 100% sure that due to the fact that I was chatting with these people, I generated more revenue. Yeah. yeah. And that makes me proud. Yeah. That sort of actually gives me goosebumps right here because it is. it sounds so trivial, but that's what it's all about. And it's sort of, it's a cherry on my cake, our cake, that sort of that, that proof of the pudding. Mm. And then we're not even focusing mm-hmm. on 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 hardcore revenue driving flows and and funnels and that kind of stuff. No, because I know, I knew, and I know that when we built that base first, that will come. Then we will earn the right to sell. And for agency owners, boys, girls, guys, whatever, you need to add this to your to your to your to your uh, offerings. Because if we take Pamela as an example, only the customer chat, a relevant one, well-designed, whatever, is increasing the on-page conversions Yeah. without any extra ad spends or whatever. So it's coming from so many ways that, oh, dude, I can talk for hours about this, but yeah, sort of, and then it goes on in, in, in generating, generating reviews. Yeah, with with the post when we know when an order has been delivered because we're able to pull in that data through different APIs when when I know Daniel when your order is delivered I can sort of fire off a an automation to ask for feedback mm. and then that that's where then sort of the omni-channel strategy comes in because we got the 24-hour window yes so there's a fair chance you didn't engage with the bot in the last 24 hours when your product is delivered i mean that's just how it works yeah so that's why we built sort of sms and where manager deprecates their sms channel for let's say 95 percent by only offering it in canada us and (laughs) uk we built our own stuff and then now we're able sort of to tie in sms to re-engage you, Daniel, to send you a text message when we know your product is delivered, which then could lead into connections with uh, third-party uh, review platforms like Stamps.io. Yeah. And now yeah. we're generating, generating user-generated content, verified reviews in 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 review platforms like Stamps.io, and and we're building other stuff as well. Now that that circle is sort of is around. So I'm. I'm proud of everything we've built, to be honest, yeah. and seeing how agencies and product owners are currently using it and being successful with it in terms of saving time, increasing, improving on-page conversion rates. And now we're getting into the scenario where we're going to build funnels with them for them using the abandoned cart stuff, list building stuff, going towards Q4, iOS. I mean, having access to relevance segmented first party data is going to be it's going to be gold huge, isn't it yeah. it's going to be gold yeah. 100% and it's going to be a huge competitive advantage for any product owner having access to those lists whether it's a messenger uh, SMS email you name it uh, Instagram WhatsApp comment and messenger is just going to help you with that yeah yeah it 
it sounds like I can imagine, um, and I can even see, you know, your brain ticking over as to all the different pieces that you've sort of put together from that pre to post purchase journey that it's obviously been a, a big passion project for you, but a huge yes, project sir. to get off the ground, um, for business owners out there. So yeah, it's a, it's such a necessary part. And, you know, just coming back to the, the one thing that, so many businesses out there don't have is the ability to say, where is my order? And to be able to get an order update then and there without that to and fro, oh, we need your order ID. Can you send us your order order ID or what email did you use? And then it goes to the human and then they get it up and they do it at the start and the end of the day and they complete all the tickets and all that kind of stuff. Um, And and it does add up. And going to the, the revenue generating side of things, obviously you've got the anecdotal feedback and no doubt people see that when they're chatting with people in Messenger and, and in the Instagram DMs that people are going and buying because humans are getting back to them. What have you also then seen from some of the automations that are, um, uh, are getting people to purchase and putting a, a monetary value on that. I know that, um, one of the things that I always, um, whenever I'm setting up a new, a new client, um, from an e-commerce perspective, um, I have your YouTube video and, uh, many chat pixel, um, word doc bookmarked, uh, that I go in and I watch it again. I'm like, how does he do that again? And then I copy that bit out and then I paste <laughs> that into Shopify or I do it into e-commerce. It's there yeah. in my list of resources to be able to do it. And you're the guy that's like, you can now put a monetary value through the many chat pixel and be able to track that within a platform. How are you then sort of reporting back that back to the customer to say, you've put in this much investment, this is how much it's worth? That's a great question. That is a blind spot. It's still a yeah. blind spot. Yeah. And this and I don't know if we are able to solve it, but one the the conversation we kicked off internally sort of two weeks ago is guys great looks like we now have this sort of well sort of rounded sort of feature set what is missing what's absolutely missing is reporting mm. how can yeah. we how what, what can we do sort of to build an interface that is able to sort of push data back, whether it's sort of on a high level from all our installs, which is good for us, but also on a sort of on a client level. So I don't have, I don't have a proper answer for that. It, it's a blind spot. I'm, I'm 100% honest with you. Yeah. Um, the Facebook, the miniature pixel does what it does. It's not, on the other hand, you know, it's a tricky one. Um, yeah, I mean, no doubt it's, it's, yeah, there are some elements where you can be able to track in there. What about, um, maybe another angle? Are you still seeing people, uh, as in consumers, um, struggling or the, or the having that desire to still purchase things within Messenger? And do you think maybe that will change with Instagram DMs opening up and maybe that being more of a shopping experience? Or do you think we'll ever get there? like people put their credit card details in Messenger? If you believe, if you sort of, and I, and I personally take this always with a grain of salt, I, 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 I like to read those Facebook white papers. If you believe the research that Facebook does about how people will engage with the Facebook suite of mm. tools, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then they expect that purchases will sort of so sort of that that purchases will happen within sort of within within the messenger environment i do think 
Personally, I don't see how the current messenger setup allows me to sort of purchase anything besides maybe pizza. Yeah. Order something. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Through, with yeah. web forms and that kind of stuff, I could see that happen. But actual purchases for maybe clothing or yep. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see it. Maybe no. I'm. Maybe I'm just too old. Um, no. Well, I mean, it's it. It's. I mean, you've got the the point of view from uh, you know a lot of different store owners out there and whether they want to. Yeah, it's a totally different shopping experience, right? On, on a website, obviously, if you are purchasing purchasing a you know, t shirt or a pair of shoes, you've got the product info, you've got the sizes, you've got reviews, you've got you know how it looks, uh, what the model looks like, a range of different images and. It is pretty limited on on Messenger. Um, exactly. But I do see the value of Messenger and segmentation to actually learn more about you as an individual, about your preferences, which I can then use to uh, serve you more relevant content that then leads into that sale of that product or service probably still through the web. Yeah. And then it can still happen on a mobile device, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but yes, so that's, I definitely see the immense value there to, to build these, call them for the sake of the conversation quizzes. Yeah. Not to learn more uh, about, about your audiences and, and yeah, to learn more about your audiences with the objective to be able to create more relevant, uh, content which you then broadcast to your audiences through whatever channels you can come up with yeah it's just a it's, it's an interesting area like i'm uh, you know you see what uh an instagram obviously uh, and facebook with an extension via instagram uh focusing very much on that shopping space and have you know a shopping section on the instagram app now where you can browse but yeah you know, i'm just uh, i'm interested as to whether or not you know people still buy stuff uh within um, like they will enter their credit card details while still in that Instagram experience or messenger experience or whether they still have to wait for that window to load to put it well, there. What I think is going to happen, and, and I think the signs are there. I didn't give this a lot of thought, so I'm just sort of I'm just sort of That's what we're here talking. for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the, the, the shop, the Facebook shops, is got a big push for yep. about, let's say, a year ago, maybe 18 months ago. Facebook shops got a big push sort of at the start of the pandemic. Um, that's not going to slow. Facebook is going to focus. My best guess is that there is somewhere within the Facebook sort of company that there is a clear focus on further developing the Facebook shops, which will to the best of my understanding, have a deep integration with the Messenger API, which probably will then also have a deep integration with Instagram, which then is mm-hmm. also hooked up to the Messenger API. So I think the whole, that there will be a new form of e-commerce on specifically driven by Facebook. So we have Shopify, which is which is where we create the shops. We all know it's just sort of web based. Sure, Facebook is also web based, but I, I I think if I would have to put my money on something now, I would I would do I would say yes. Facebook is going to further develop the shopping experience within the Facebook platform through Facebook Shops, 
and it will integrate the messenger API sort of further into it, which then allows us, the people, to discover products on Facebook, which then live in sort of the Facebook shop environment, where we can then chat with the business through Messenger, which then makes it a seamless experience on our mobile device to make the purchase inside of the shop. That's, that's, that's what I, that's what I expect. Yeah, I think, I I think you're right. And particularly with the writing on the wall or, or, or the authority there with, you know, that disconnection of any data coming back to Facebook, um, with the iOS changes uh, that they don't know what people are shopping and buying anymore. So they're getting less data on people. So the more that they can own that data and keep that data within the platform and, and, and no doubt Facebook and Shopify have a really close experience, a really close relationship rather. And, you know, it might be that the order might be placed on, Facebook or Instagram, but it still creates the order in the back end of Shopify. It's just that the people don't know that it's actually sending that that well, data over yeah. there. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, it's it's something that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the e-commerce owners do out there, and 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 how you then develop tools to be able to go well. People that are asking me, uh, and business owners out there, are like people are asking me questions about all these products and I've got this store and Shopify just told me to connect it. So I've just connected it and now I'm getting all these questions. What do I do? (laughs) If we take take one step back and and that is product owners, product owners look beyond what you're currently doing. And it's not about me. This is not about sort of, this is not about Daniel or me and, and, and what we do by no means, because they're, it's about, let's say it's about, no, the future is now. It is happening. I mean, I, I would say shop owners look into, how consumers, what consumers expect these days. It is not about you. It's not about your convenience. Not about, again, it's not about your convenience. It's about the convenience and what the people expect these days when they shop online. And if you, shop owner, product owner, are able to offer a more seamless, if that's proper English, experience than your competitor, then there's a fair chance you will earn the right to sell to those clients and you're sort of taking away business from your competitors without necessarily going into sort of heavily discounted campaigns and that kind of stuff. I, I would focus, I, if product owners are listening, Look at that yeah. and start small, start freaking small. You, it doesn't have to be complex, little steps forward, little improvements day by day, week over week will create that solid base that allow you, the product owner to um, create the competitive advantage over, over your competitors. Hey, that's a competitive advantage. Yeah. Competitive yeah. Advantage. Well, it's, it's one of those things that's becoming harder to differentiate with the saturation of so many different businesses out there and competing not only against the smaller businesses, but the bigger players out there. And if you're in the e-commerce space, you've, you've got competitors such as Amazon um, out there that you've got to compete against every day, let alone compete against uh, the other person down the road. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's one of the 
you know, the unique things that everyone can have. And he's probably one of the you know, feathers in the cap that small to medium business owners can have over those larger businesses because they can have that personalized touch. Uh, and yeah. and people want to be spoken to like people and individuals. So. 100%. <laughs> and I believe, and, and this is probably easier said than done, but but still, sort of, just want to throw it out there: is businesses shouldn't compete on price; they should yeah. compete on customer service, pre and post purchase. And because everybody can compete on price. Yeah. That's easy. Drop my prices, lower my margins, and then I need to work harder. Mm. And that's easy replicable by any business. But creating a sort of leading with customer service, customer support in your business isn't easy to replicate. That's not something yeah. that 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 the other thousand stores that are selling the exact same product, maybe in a different color, maybe exactly <laughs> the same thing, are not able to replicate as easy as you would do it. And that is how you earn the right to sell. And on top of that, sort of you get a little a little you know, snowball effect. Uh, you should then sort of. Uh, aim to get that snowball effect and get more data and leverage the conversational power of Messenger. And whether you do it with ChatFuel, ManyChat, MolaMonkey, I don't really care. Uh, yeah. yeah. As long as you do it. Yep. Yep. What are the What are some of the, the big challenges when, when clients come to you or uh, e-commerce store owners come to you that they are having in that, you know, they, they've heard that, hey, I need to have a chatbot. Um, what are some things that, yeah, yeah, that, that's basically it. Like I saw all my competitors got a chatbot uh, and I want to have a better experience. What are some of those challenges, you know, the key ones that really stand out uh, for you to try and then build a solution for? What do you deal with first? Um, yeah, it, it is rolling out that base. And the, the, key, yeah. the, the key sort of the, 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 is sort of convince uh, convince the product owner that we need to build the base first, because a lot of them, as you as you described already, is um, we need to go for the sale. Well, I want to do yeah. that. No, no, no. That will come. Yep. But weaving it into the ex actual existing processes, because there's the, the the tricky thing is we're talking about this. That's all. It, 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 in the end, it's fairly complex because probably systems and processes need to be changed. And yes, when you open up a customer chat on your site, you better make sure it's relevant. And you better make <laughs> sure that when you promise somebody that you're, that they're reaching out outside of office hours and that the, that the estimated response time is three hours, you better get back to them. Yeah. That is something that raises a lot of concerns with, with, with businesses. Oh, does that then mean I need to reply to those people? Well, yes. <laughs> if it's you or somebody else, it yeah. doesn't really matter. But yes, you have to put the effort in to be successful. It is not a silver bullet. It is not magic. It is, there's a lot of things that can run on autopilot, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's human. We need to do stuff. We need to get back to these people in order to 
build that trust and report and 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 uh, get their money. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. Like, I love this conversation around how yes, the the end goal is e-commerce, and and that is what you're the the bots free commerce and you're the bot father. But realistically, it's just actually being a human being and able to treat people like people at the end of the day, like that then allows you to become the e-commerce bot three e-commerce guy. Exactly. But that's the whole thing. But because this isn't based on, this is based on, on, on reality. Yeah. And what I mean with that is, is that when you look at all the research done by different companies, sort of interviewing consumers, the data is there. We, the people, expect to be able to chat with the business, period. And whether you live in, in, in I don't know, it doesn't really matter. It's everywhere. And now the question is, is how are you going to use that information to sort of weave that into your business? And, and I say, you can ignore it. Do it. Fine. Ignore it. But your competitors, at least a bunch of them, will not ignore it. Yep. And they will evolve <laughs> with, with, with that. And that is how they then will create a competitive advantage over you. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it, look, it's in the end, it's a never-ending cycle. Now it's, yeah. now it's this. And in 10 years from now, it, it's probably something else. God knows what it is. I don't yep. know. But... We need to evolve to be successful and and uh, to stay successful and stay afloat. A lot of businesses, another thing, a lot of businesses rely on just one channel for for generating revenue, and that's not organic. It's dangerous, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent, and, and and more often than not, it's Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then people get their ad accounts shut down or business manage, managers shut down for whatever reason. If, if, if it's not that, then it's another funky update from Facebook that throws everything off. Yeah. So how are you going to counter that, Mr. or Mrs. product owner? Yeah. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that Messenger is the holy grail, but it allows you to roll out a omni-channel strategy that allows you to generate data you own on, on multiple channels. And sure, Messenger is still Facebook. Yes. Use it as the first point of entry. Messenger first. Use it, build strategies to get data from these clients and get it into, if nothing else, Google Sheets. Get it into, get, get appropriate consent, appropriate consent <laughs> yes. to market through email and SMS and, and all that. And, and it's not a, um, it's not a project with this is done in four weeks. No. <laughs> Start now and never end. It's a yeah. continuous process. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really interesting point um, to touch on as well. Um, you mentioned sort of evolving and also evolving the bot. Thinking uh, back to, uh, you know, that moment where ManyChat um, came up and, and you said to your girlfriend, go and investigate this, and then you had the light bulb moment. Between sort of then and now, have you ever sort of sat there and gone, where would I be if 
many chat hadn't of like however else however do, can you remember how you discovered was it a, was it a bot that you interacted with or did many chat just pop up or someone was talking about it in e-commerce groups i think um, so, no, it doesn't didn't have anything related with e-commerce it, i think it i think it just popped up somewhere yeah and then i probably sort of i had i don't know it probably popped up somewhere i can't remember i truly can't remember what happened there but if that didn't happen, I probably would have gone the media buying agency agency route. Yep. Yeah, probably that. Where would you have um, been uh, seated about now <laughs> after um, quite a few changes in the iOS space over the last few months? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, maybe, look, my... My end goal always was, and it actually still is, is to uh, have a little resort somewhere in Southern Europe. Nice. That, that is no agency, no whatever. I mean, that would, I probably would have been there. No, I'm not probably. No, that's not true. But that that always has been a that. Uh, so last three years, it's a little bit sort of sidetracked. But but the, the years before that, that was always the, the clear goal. Okay, let's get to and we looked at property and all that. So the focus would then have shifted if that sort of followed through. The focus would have shifted to sort of. 75, 80% running a, a little boutique style barefoot resort somewhere <laughs> in Southern Europe, which generates decent amount of revenue because I know as sort of the marketer how to sort of properly position that and which then sort of, and then there's the, the, the 20% and the other revenue is then generated through sort of passion projects or clients you really like working with or, or whatever. So that was sort of the, the ultimate, um, I know we're sidetracking here a little bit, but. No, well, I mean, it's, it's nice to have and nice to know where you want to get to and why you're doing what you do, because yes, the path may never uh, be straight and narrow and it goes in a thousand different directions and sometimes around in circles before you get there. But uh, no. at the end of the day, it's nice to know that, you know, you've got something that you go to and I can imagine, uh, you know, once people are, are looking at um, uh, booking accommodation and on the stay and then post stay, it'll be fully automated um, and yeah. they'll be oh, able yeah, to chat go. with yeah. the, with the yeah. Rucker bot uh, <laughs> and get all the information they need. <laughs> oh, well, that was sort of that was sort of I, I, I still I vividly saw that and I still see that but sort of yeah life happens and whatever happens no big deals but we got sidetracked on that um, but I still see that as a as a as a realistic scenario that pick up the business we have here find something in southern Europe um, buy some property there build something up live the life whatever that may be and then still on the site. So we change sort of shift, change the focus from sort of being an online marketer to being sort of a bed boutique, bed and breakfast owner with a sort of, who was also a marketer <laughs> and then focus on that. And then, yeah. Sounds glorious. Again. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. It's, um, well, I mean, the great thing is that, finding chatbots those years ago and, and now going down his path has probably made, uh, hopefully, um, that dream 
uh, more achievable um, for you. And you know, with the rollout of the of the Shopify app, and there's certainly some exciting things um, coming up for you. Where can people, um, uh, for starters, uh, get the Shopify app? Probably once this uh, episode is live, that'll be rolled out as well. And where can people just find out more about um, about yourself and, and bots for e-commerce as well? Yeah, so probably the best the best place to go now. So because Bot for is still sort of flying pretty much below the radar yeah. um, for the main reasons that we sort of still develop whatever. So yeah. uh, the the best place to join would be our Facebook group. <clears throat> sorry, public Facebook group called Bots and Beers. Yeah. Um, slowly but steady, we're getting sort of back on stage in the Bots and Beers group, which has always been just a sort of fun community where where it's where we could get together ask questions where where just sort of a lot of knowledge sharing happens uh, in regards to messenger bots in general that's sort of where i spend a lot of time in answering questions posting content as well so if people want to stay in the loop about whatever or have questions about messenger bots anything just look up uh, bots and beers in facebook the bots and beers group um, just request access and then uh, i'll let you in Perfect. Awesome. We'll have all the links to the show notes um, in there. Uh, like I said, this has just been a fascinating chat. I'd love to get to know you a little bit more and, and I guess your background and how you've got to where um, you are. Like I said, I've, I've um, followed you and, and still have your little YouTube videos um, bookmarked that I always um, go back to when I get stuck on something or something's not working. I'm oh, like, where's that freaking YouTube video <laughs> again? Um, and it's usually at one thirty in the morning when something's broken or something like that and I'm trying to fix it. So um, I really appreciate your help with that for starters. Um, and and, uh, and thank you so much for uh, for your time today and for everything that you do for the chatbot community as well. Pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure, Daniel. Always happy to help. Awesome. Thanks, mate. All right. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Rutger. He's a cool cat, right? And a very smart one. Uh, he's saying that as well. He's got some great resources out there. All the links to those uh, will be in the show notes. You can also access them at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 28. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 28. And don't forget, you can get a free trial of ManyChat. And to tell us how, I've got two special guests, my niece and nephew, Maddie and Cooper. Say hi, guys. Hello. Now, what is a promo code to get a free trial? Chat Marketing Podcast. And how long is a free trial? 30 days. Okay, head to ManyChat.com and claim it. We'll chat to you next week. Say bye, guys. Bye-bye.